Tiger Revenge, brought to you by Warning, you are now entering the Blue Tiger 10, the intellectual dark web of comic book podcasting. Revenge is upon you. Hit the music. right there kits and cubs if you're here you you know where you're at the cave the den the one and only blue tiger revenge i am some say your lord and savior but i like to say just your main man who rides shotgun on those lonely nights down the highway to nowhere that's right your comic book artist in the flesh tad galusha and with me is well he's glued to the tube because it's baseball season he's mr coach he's mr baseball he's big he's bad that's right the heart and soul big brian bales how's it going big brian it's going good man it's going good i got you know the the mariners game on in the background it's uh you know we're coming up to the hey listen man it's the end of the season Okay, we're in the we're in the hunt for a spot in the playoffs. Uh, I got to keep it Wait, on. I got to figure you. out what's going on. Because because you're sidetracked. That's it. I'm bringing in another guest. Oh, uh, okay, know, ladies and gentlemen. Because Bry is just he's not the one track pony that we know and love. We're gonna bring in a little assistance for him, a tag team partner, if you will. That's right. His his cousin, the super producer himself, all the way from PDX. Matty K coming on down. That's right. Guest host. Guest Whoa. host. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Big Bry, King of Beards, is watching a bench clearing brawl. Big Bry, King of Beards, bench clearing brawl. That's a 5B alliteration right there from a guest host. I like that. Super producer wow. Matty K. It's great to be back in the Tiger Den. Wow. Look at us. Look hey, at us. Hey. Hey. Look at us. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at you. I'm looking right. at me. So it's a special episode. It is. I wasn't there, but you two were. That's right. The one and only Rose City Comic Con went down this past weekend. And I'm not going to like beat around the bush, as they say. Let's get right into it. Okay. Scale of one to 10. Ooh. How was it? You know, Ooh. that's a, that's a tough On a one. 10 point scale. Because Cause I got a report. Okay. I got a report. Well, Let's just say, let me. Someone I work with. Yeah. She gave it. Uh, very lukewarm response let's put it that way okay okay. well let me let me backtrack a little bit because this was probably the first year that uh and matt will back me up on this this was the first year that we were both kind of like eh like all right it's comic-con we're gonna go but we weren't like normally we're chomping at the bit normally we're talking every day about dude comic-con's coming up we gotta go uh, here's here's the plan. Here's what we're doing. Here's the agenda. Um, everything like that. Just breaking it down. And this year we were both kind of just lukewarm on going. Um, I however, yeah. 
Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. If I can just second that, we the, the lukewarm word is a great descriptor because in previous years, we're talking dates, we're talking schedules, we're talking budget. How much are we going to spend? We're talking like what are we looking and for? Emotional budget. Yeah. How much can we spend like that yeah. over the course of three days, you know, 72 hours? This time in advance of it, we were just like, oh, yeah, Comic Con. Well, that'll be cool. Yeah. Maybe we'll go for a day. Yeah. I, however, you know, I will say once once we got there, it was gr- it was great. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yep. Um, Eight out of ten. I'll give it a B. Uh, I Whoa. would I would agree I with that. It. I would agree with that. I think you know we went around. We talked to a lot of people. We talked to a ton of creators. Um, uh, and that was that was always that was always fun. The one thing we didn't do, we didn't hit any panels. I think we were just we kind of left part of the day and went and got some food. Uh, to recharge, came back, finished the day. Um, but yeah, you know, got to check in with uh, um, a bunch of people, a bunch of past guests. So checked in with, uh, got to see Ron Garney, chatted, chatted him up for a few minutes. Oh, yeah. Well, so, he was like one of our first. Yeah, he was he was one of our first like big, big guests outside of like Eastman. You know, and uh, you you yeah. like had like a collared shirt on when we interviewed him. You were like, I did. You did. It was hilarious. I was really nervous. It was hilarious. I was nervous. That was that was uh, he was one of the only comic artists I was actually aware of, like before I was into like, made this active decision to go into comics. So I just thought he was his abilities were just insane. Like he was a guy I wanted to be like. You yeah. Know what I mean, when I was going to like school and stuff. Um. Was he Other cool? than talking he... to you know former BT guests, and to mm-hmm. answer, answer your question, is Ron Garney cool? Ron Garney's fucking cool. Yeah, did he, he was remember cool. you guys? No, he, he remembered. Remember he, uh maybe. I think he remember. He remembered you, Tad. He didn't necessarily remember me. Yeah. Um. I, he had a decent poker that. face anyway. He played it cool. He, he, he did. He acted like you knew y'all. Yeah. You know what though? I can understand that. I'm pretty unforgettable. I mean, it, well, let's backtrack because don't, doesn't everybody just ask you about me when they, right? You know what? That is the case. Yeah. That is the case. Whenever I talk to anyone, they're always like, oh, how's Bri do? How's Bri? That's right. I'm like, fine. You guys got any you openings talk to... over DC Marvel? What? what are you saying, Matt? No, no, Dad, we don't have uh, we don't have any openings at Marvel for you, but tell Brian we said hello. <laughs> Pretty much. That's Pretty how much. it goes. Yeah. That's usually how it goes. <laughs> I'll take it. I think we uh, made connections with some some pretty cool future BTR guests. We did. Um, so some some okay. past and some future, uh, all mingled with down at RCCC. Uh, again, even though we were lukewarm going into it, we ended up having a great time. Um, okay. What did you hear? What you know? What was the feedback you were getting? I got. We'll just say the. She gave me a five out of ten. Okay. Okay. Um, F plus. She, yeah, uh, the other report was happy to meet a few artists, but overall was pretty underwhelmed with yeah. uh, some of the art, I guess, that was there or some of the, the talent that was there. And, and that was just, I think, more of just personal taste. Uh, this person works more in the, like the, I guess you could say, animation uh, gaming yeah. industry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you've got a a gaming colleague that we don't know about that shall remain unnamed. I know. I'll tell you after. I know them. Okay. Yeah. Brian's hung out with them. 
Yeah. Uh, but we can talk about that later. Um, Fair enough. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, you know, I had a great time. Conventions. Man. I, conventions. Yeah. I think that, you know, there was enough, we chatted up enough people, you know, we chat, we saw, uh, our old buddy Clayton, um, who did say he choked you out in oh. five seconds. Uh, Guess it's rematch time. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't, he didn't meet, say that. Meet me at the. F- Listen, Mister Coles. Meet me third floor, Joe Hubert Building. Because guess what? Oh, yeah, you're in my world now. You're revisiting <laughs> hell. Yeah, right outside the airbrush room, brother. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, so yeah, we got to we got to chat with him for a couple minutes. Um. Who else did we chat with? We chatted with. Uh, uh, hey, wait! Clayton's been on the show. I know. That's why I said. I said your buddy Clayton. Yeah, he's a former guest. Yeah. Former. He's been on twice, I believe. He's been on two times. And in a um, a little peek behind the personal life curtain, part of why we only did the Friday is because this is on an off weekend. Rose City Comic Con is usually earlier in September. Yep. And this year it was at the end of September, and I had a camping trip booked. Yeah. There it is. Cards on the table. I had uh, the only camping trip. I would say the first camping trip that uh, Mrs. Holiday and I have done in years was Where'd on the books. Camping? We went to Milo McIver State Park, so okay. 45 minutes away on the Clackamas River. Nice. Really beautiful, really gorgeous out there. And it's a state yeah. park, right? So flush toilets. Yep. Nice, easily hikeable oh. trails. Yep. So we did get glamping. we did get rained glamped. on. Well, yeah. What's that? Northwest. You glamped. You were uh, glamping. We did a little glamping, but we're, we're really going to step it up. I think a camper van is in the uh, the five year. Whoa, plan. whoa, whoa! All right, I know this is a comic book podcast, but let's we got to pump pump the brakes, the air brakes. Wow. Listen. You're gonna step it up. Backpack, no tent, sleeping bag only. Get, get a hammock. Woods, get a hammock. Wilderness, acceptable. Into the wilderness, three yeah. to five days with me. I'm down. We might not make it back. Take me, Dad. Take me. Okay. Yeah. You want to? You want to meet? Do you want to meet my old man? You want to meet Mr. Galusha? Yeah, old, Mr. old Big Papa <laughs> up in the mountains. Yeah, because he's <laughs> hot in the lake up in the Cascades right now, just waiting. But yeah. I'm gonna warn you, it's not an easy hike. It I'm is down. Not is it's the, the one you told me about? Part. It's the one that you, yeah, you've told me many a stories about this hike. Many stories. Yeah, yeah. To, Fly yeah, on down. Was, I'll meet you at SeaTac. Let's go, baby. Wow, I'm right. in. I'm right, in next summer. I want to, yeah. you know, not to say that like things like comics and culture and stuff is less important to me far from it. it. It's as important as ever, but I have found in recent years, I am my desire to reconnect with the natural world. My, my yearning to be in nature, to swim in the ocean, uh, to be cold and outside and to be hot and outside, but to be outside has really like increased tenfold. Sure. And so I am doing more hikes this year. I'd like to do okay. more camping. Mrs. Holiday, I think would camp much better in the glamping van. Oh, sure. I think yeah. her joke is that, you know, you could sleep on a pile of twigs and wake up and be like, well, that was fun. And that might just be true. I might be like that. Please take me, Tad. I want to go. <laughs> I'll take you. As we used to say in the time before, 
I will take you to the top of the mountain. Nice. And it will be good. And it will be good. It'll be It'll glorious. Be good. It'll be glorious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that okay. that comics. sounds like a plan. That comics. sounds like a plan. You know, we should we should document it too and just make little audio clips the whole way the whole way up the mountain. Jesus just God, have like a, I'll be like a mile good, behind you guys. Like just sad. But I'm in. Just, Everyone just, with their iPhone doing their own private voice memos of the trip, all scattered in the woods. Yeah. 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 We compile it later, like some Blair Witch Project footage. Like we just piece it all together. Listen, this is, you know, it's the co- it's the culture that inspires comics. This would mm-hmm. constitute as the culture that inspires yeah, comics. Yeah, we're, we're, there's a, there's we're, a story to be told here. We're scouting locations for Operation Blue. That's what it is. <laughs> you know? So Exactly. Exactly. The okay. Rose City Comic Con episode. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I so, will you know Rose City. And yeah, so it was kind of it was kind of wild being at the end of the month because yeah, we both had stuff going on the entire weekend. Uh, managed managed to get in on Friday, talk to a ton of folks. I, I had a I had a fucking blast, man. Um, uh, met met a couple of folks who hopefully will 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 be able to come on the show. Uh, um, oh, definitely. Horror yeah. horror director Jackie Kong. She just made a comic book, and uh, you know, so we chatted with her about coming on the show. Um, hopefully that will pan out. I've been chatting with her. Uh, we've been kind of going back and forth trying to find a date that's going to work. So hopefully, hopefully we can make that happen. Uh, my favorite one though, uh, you know, meeting Simon Bisley again, you know, cause we met him at SummerCon. Again. Yeah. That's we, right. Yeah. We met him as he did my, he, I got a Casey Jones commission from him. That's fucking awesome. I showed him a picture of it and he was like, oh yeah, that's awesome. Like, um, but All then right, that's awesome, mate. Yeah, yeah, that that's <laughs> that's that's about. Oh, right, that's fucking awesome, isn't it? Yeah, and then you know Matt, very graciously, like a gazelle, knocked his comic book display over. Um, oh wow, what a oh. piece of garbage! <laughs> I am a man. I I am nimble. Okay, be water, my friends. I'm Bruce Lee. With fans and class, I went up to their booth. And their rink-eating piece of shit comic stand just crumbled in it front did. of me. I didn't do shit. It did. It did. And uh, they were they were pretty cool a about bunch. it. It was pretty a funny. So, uh, Beasley cussed them out jokingly, and then uh, yeah, yeah, they were they were but cool. Literally, it, it crumbled. A bunch of unbagged, unboarded books hit the hit oh. the floor. That sucked. A bunch of bagged and boarded books hit the floor and still managed to get scuffed up. That sucked. But I was just like. No time for love, Doctor Jones. I, I could like, I could not be bothered. I I was on a mission, and that mission was to get not one, but all four issues of Body Count signed by oh. Mister Business. I mean, that was my business. That was my business because there was right. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna let some yeah. uh, Any comic did. book avalanche. That's right. Get in the way of you getting those ciggies. Yeah, and 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 we got them, and we got them. And I'm happy. So it was cool. And then I bought so, you that tour book uh, that I sent you the yeah. picture of. Yeah. Yeah. Tour number three from the, uh, it is the 1993 yep. series yep. that Joe Kubert uh, wrote and illustrated. And it was published by Epic Comics when Epic was still yep. a thing. Epic did An some- imprint of Marvel. Yeah, yeah, it was like they're like 
kind of like hardcore line, I guess. Um, what's so funny about that it, issue? What's up? Say that again. If it was from '93, what what volume of it is that? Is that his second pass? His third? No, uh, I think that would be volume. I want to say volume three. I want to say Who that's volume first? three. Okay, the first ones were much older. Yeah, he did second- one. In, I want to say in the fifties and then oh, he did okay, another okay. one in like the seventies or sixties, like late sixties, early seventies. Um, and then I, it was, it was at one point went into development for a television show, um, like for like a cartoon, like a Saturday morning cartoon. And I'd like, I've got a book somewhere around here that has all the storyboards for the opening sequence. And, uh, and then it just, I think it was one of those with like a thousand other projects just never, never yep. you know came to fruition Shift eternally what's amazing about that book that brian picked up is when i was at the cuber school my second year there i worked in the library and uh i they that issue was just floating around i used to look at that thing every fucking day because it was just like whoa i'd only seen i'd never seen tor any of the tour books from from Cuber had only seen like his dc stuff at that time so when i saw that i was like oh shit this is like a huge game game changer had a massive influence on like oh maybe i'll maybe i'll ride this this year out and actually like finish this program because uh if this guy's doing this kind of stuff like i want to do stuff like this i don't know it's cool that that issue got me it means a lot man yeah really does yep and i bought that and then i also picked up uh i did not know mirage i should have known they did it but Mirage did a one shot of the uh 2007 tmnt movie the animated one of a movie adaptation oh, so wow. I, I picked that up and so i was pretty pretty happy with that because i fucking love that movie so second best turtles movie so in my yeah humble unfortunately tad now i gave you guys a mission and i gotta say yeah. you guys carried that mission to a t unfortunately i put you up against unsurmountable odds we did Just, you it was, it was, it was we a, found it it was a no-win situation yeah no but crazy so tiger cubs I've been looking Dell comics for some reason back in like the sixties or yep. early seventies. I can't remember. Then it was, it was like late sixties, right? Yep. I think so. Yeah. They got the rights to do a series of adaptations of the universal monsters. So they did Dracula, Wolfman, Frankenstein, and the creature from the black lagoon. And so they produced one issue of just called the creature that's it, right? Mm-hmm. They put it out. For some reason, that book is so hot right now. Yeah. Super hot. So sought after. I almost bought it like a year ago, and I was like, eh, I don't want to spend like 30 bucks for it. I'll wait. It'll yeah. come down. I'll find one that's like 15 or 10. Nope. Uh, uh, terrible decision because you guys looked. That you, what would, you found one copy. There was of one it. at the entire convention for 100 bucks. Yeah, it's the and only it one the there. And, right? Yep. So Dell Creature one the first printing was 1963. It got a wow. second printing in 64. And that's what your buddy at Hills of Comics had for a cool wow. Benjamin for a hundred dollar bill. Yeah. Crazy because it's like you can find it online, right? Like a lot of the pages. I'm looking right it's now. It's not it's not good. It's not, <laughs> it's not it's not like the art Adams like Creature from the Black Lagoon adaptation from yeah. Dark Horse Presents in the early nineties. It's I don't I don't get it. I don't know why it's so. I, I mean, like 
the the Frankenstein ones, you can get those for like a couple bucks here and there. They're all over eBay and stuff. But for some reason, man, that creature book is just highly desirable. Yeah. If there's anybody listening to this show and they have it and they want to unload it, I'll go as high as twenty five bucks. That's it. I just want to beat the guy. Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe throwing a sketch. 25. Maybe throwing a sketch. I'll do a sketch for it. There you go. I'll trade you a sketch for that book. Yeah. How about yeah. this? Seventy will get you a second print off of mycomicshop.com. That's the best I can do. I've already scoped it out. I'm not doing it, man. I'm not doing it. No, I'm all about reading books. I think that one's also like graded and shit, and I have no desire yeah. to buy. Uh, just eyeball graded, not not in oh, not in okay. a slab. Speaking of slabs and gratings, I hear uh, somebody made a pretty big deal. Somebody uh, may have unloaded their collection. Uh, not all of it, but yeah, I, I, I unloaded a bunch. I, I, Tad, I heard a similar rumor that. Uh, Somebody took a fine tooth comb to an otherwise oversized and growing collection, pulled out the high dollar values and got high dollar value. Is this true, Bri? Uh, this is true. This is true. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I was serious, man. I was serious. You all didn't so believe how, me. How many books in total did you unload? Probably like a hundred. Something like that. No, I think more. More? short box a short box will hold like 150 yeah it wasn't full it wasn't like it wasn't like full full so maybe a little over a little over 100 something like that yeah plus the slabs plus, plus the, slabs. the slabs so yeah probably maybe 115 120 bucks something like that yeah did you make, so did you make a pretty penny did i did cash I, I did okay yeah, yeah i did okay not as not as, much right. as not as not as much as i would have liked but also well, you know, that's how it goes at places what like that. When you sell. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't want to take the time you sell to sell in volume. Yep. I feel like now, it was a now. fair deal. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Matt, what did you, did you sell? Did you buy? What'd you end up picking yeah. up? Yeah. 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 I, I took a few slabs with me. I had a, a Bendist signed ultimate Spider-Man one. So that's Ooh. when Miles Morales got his first book. Um, I had some other stuff that I was mostly just kind of looking to maybe trade. I, I, I you know, I, I too want to trim my collection down, but I also like collecting still. And uh, sure, yeah. I had I almost had one booth bite on on a really high cash value. He had to text and see if he had a buyer. Hey, come back in thirty minutes. He didn't have his buyer in thirty minutes, and so he, he wasn't would giving me all the cash I wanted. And then yeah. when I say make me an offer. He's stewing on it. He's thinking on it. And I know he's going to come down a reasonable amount, but it's not going to be crazy. And your co-host, Big Bry, just blurts out, 50 bucks. <laughs> and then it plants that thing in that guy's head. And he goes, you know what? I am going to lowball this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he offers me $65 for two graded comic books. Tad, that's cost. That's like what you pay to have it graded you know what i mean so basically he's getting I, the books for free he's paying for the yeah. plastic we went from wow. several hundred dollars to 65 and i and i brian i don't want to put it all on you but i i know put it on him put it, i can't wide <laughs> shoulders they can handle the load. <laughs> didn't yeah. tell him oh yeah that's right i should lowball this piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> So I ended up, um, Listen. you know, I American pickers back up. I, I pawn started back up a little and, and got 
I got some cash. I didn't, I didn't, you know, uh, I didn't give him my books for cost. Yeah. But I almost did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Did you, now did you pick anything up or did you just sell? Uh, no, I don't think I brought anything home. Did I, Bill? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, no, I, oh. I was all about, uh, just getting that, getting that cashola and, uh, well, even artist alley, you guys didn't get any, no zines, no prints, no nothing. Crazy. Right. That's wild. Um, you guys are kind of proven. Lacking. You're kind of proven, uh, the, uh, the other, other person's assessment here. So I'll, I'll, this other person's assessment may be right in terms of artist alley and all that. Uh, the young talent wasn't anyone I, no, I won't say the young talent, the newer talent, um, mm -hmm. isn't anyone I'd heard much buzz about. And as we walked through artist alley, nothing really caught my eye and wow. the old guard was there. Like they often are your Emberlin's, yep. Randy Emberlin, your Randall's yep. shout you know, out to Ron the, Randall. Yep. Shout out to the goat Ron Randall, you know, but Trekker, you know, man. a lot of blue tiger, former guests, a lot of Qbert school, you know, graduatees. The old guard was there doing their old guard routine and God bless them, you know, yeah. be well on your travels. Yeah. Um, but was, you know, I, I think we saw what there was to see in that special stuff. We saw Damn. Beasley still out there doing it, being a surly old Englishman. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, you know, the midnight movie slasher yeah. lady who's pivoting into comics, Jackie, you know. Yep. Uh, at, okay. Adam Hughes was, cool Adam Hughes was over there doing his thing. Uh, which was awesome. Yeah, I didn't go. He was pretty busy, so we didn't we didn't stop by and and and, and chat with him. Um, but yeah. uh, that would have been cool. Uh, we saw. I chatted with. Uh, uh, shout out to Gabby's Olympic Cards and Comics. Uh, uh, Eric Troutman was there with uh, you know uh, nice. with Greg Rucka and Mike Henderson for their book, The Forge. So I stopped and said hey to him oh, for yeah, a couple yeah. minutes. Uh, that was pretty cool. How are they doing? They doing good? Yeah, they're doing good. They're doing good. Yeah. They were moved. They were, they were busy the whole time I was there. So that was, I was really happy for him because he was like nervous. He's like, I haven't been to a convention in a long time. So I was a little nervous, but, uh, oh. it seemed like he had a good okay. time. So here's the big question. Cause Portland in the past has been famous for being a comic book town, right? Yeah. You've got a bit of a Mecca. You've got in the Northwest right there. You've got like what? Five major publishers. You've got, you've got dark um, horse, Oni, Image. Dark Horse, Oni, Image, um, IDW has an office IDW, there, yep. or it used to, um, and then also up in Seattle, you have, uh, which Fan one calls Fantagraphics. it? Uh, Fantagraphics. Yeah. Fantagraphics, right? And but then, the big three uh, indies are here. Right, right. So, did any of them, typically they have booths there and set up, and it's usually a really great opportunity for sometimes young talent, or actually, you know, just... I Talent that happens to be in town to connect. I was really disappointed. So Dark Horse is like a sponsor, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah usually, their logos up, their swag bags are everywhere, and I think they have like they a had a really really shop. small booth. They didn't even have. They had like yeah. a couple of graphic novels, and then they had like puzzles and pins and stuff like that. But yeah, I was yeah. Um, I was surprised. I'm always surprised when when the publishers don't come to these conventions. Um, wow. Especially the ones from town. Yeah. I noticed no Oni presence. Not yep. to say they weren't there, but I didn't see it. 
And yeah. if I'm thinking back to the decade of us going to this show, I can't remember Image ever being here. Yeah, they haven't. And their yeah. global corporate office is in Northwest Portland, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. But they don't come to the local con. Yeah. No, they they I, never uh they never do it. I listen, don't know why. I I feel like we're getting kind of negative and I don't I don't want to be negative about the about the con cuz I'm grateful <laughs> I'm grateful well, for for the I years asked, that we're able to get. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm grateful for the years that yeah. they grant us press passes and and we're able to go and and cover the show, talk to creators, bring all on right, guests. All right. All right. You're being real nice to s- some people that I've had some run-ins with, all right? Uh, it, all right. Listen. All right. I, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> I I had a good time when I was there. Um, yeah, I still I you know I think they do I think they do a good job and uh, you know this was just kind of an off year for me for us just being able to cover it like we usually cover it. Um, sure, if that makes sense. So yeah. Wait, now, what do you think was the biggest lacking thing? What do you think was like? Because in the pre- and I was looking at some photos in the past. And um, and it seems like this is kind of what's happened with a lot of the I'd say the mid tier cons. Sure. You know, not like the not that ones aren't the big ones, but it seems like what do you think is missing? Is it like are we missing publisher presence? Are we missing maybe there's still a lot of like pros that are staying home? I know the the strike on just ended, so there's a lot of celebrities that aren't able to come or writers, whatever. Sure. I don't know. What do you yeah. guys think? What do you think is missing right now? Or is it just, if I may they're still building? Yeah. 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 I think, you know, what often sells a lot of tickets and adds some sizzle to the steak, so to speak mm-hmm. is a big legacy celebrity guest. Yeah. They had a huge, a huge celebrity guest with Zoe Saldana. That's a get, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, she, she's been hot for, a decade now. Um, but Amazing. no, uh, you know, no Shatner, no Billy D Williams, you know, no, um, Joan Cusack, you know what I mean? A, a legacy pop culture icon kind of person. I see you laughing, but that, that John what? and Joan Cusack panel was like legendary. They were so hilarious. Okay. Yeah. So something like that on the celebrity guest front would, would be one thing. And, Go ahead, Bile. Yeah. I also think like you're missing from the comic side too, like that celebrity comic guest. Like I, I think I will stand by. I think last year was the best Rose City that I've ever been to, uh, with Jim Lee being there, being able to meet him, do the panel, and then you know, running into him as he was leaving. That was the best, yeah, the best experience at a convention I've I've had. Uh it was so having being able to have someone like that there, I think I think it just boosts the comic um, scene there. Like, I think when you have someone yeah. someone of that caliber there, that that raises the bar everywhere. And then the grassroots. Um, yeah. It's fine that Marvel and DC don't come in any official capacity. The indies sure. coming is fine. And as much as it's weird to me that Image has never been there in any official capacity, the artist alley is always so unique. There is eye-catching, really, really, uh, you know, off-the-beaten-path kind of stuff. And I do, like you were saying, Ted, I do usually grab a little zine or some kind of little, uh, you know, I I get something from Artist Alley because we're awash with talent. 
And whereas I didn't think there was a multitude of like, you know, Xerox copy swipe artists up this year. Sometimes that can be the case where they're just like everywhere you look, just like put oh, a filter on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that wasn't really the case this year, but there wasn't the counterbalance either. I just didn't see a lot of cool original art. And you know what? That onus could be on me uh, for not, for not diving in and spending more time. You know, we did kind of speed run it on, on one day. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. There, There was also like several cons going on throughout the country. Like you had Cincinnati con was going the same time. Yeah. I think there was a smaller one in, um, Salt Lake city had a, has their big one, uh, that's on the same weekend that going on this. Yeah. And they had a same weekend and they had think, a ton of big guests there. So, yeah. And then there was another one like down in California, a small one. Mm. And then there was a little, another small one going on out on the East coast. So, which is good. But I think like when you get, because Cincinnati Con's big enough. The Utah, you said it was Salt Lake. Salt Lake right? Con, yeah, that that yeah. con is huge. Yeah. So that that, is that right? Because like, you're mentioning flyover states here, Utah and and Ohio. Oh, they had a ton you of big. You look up the guests for the Salt Lake Con, dude. They were there was a ton of big guests there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I did Cincinnati Con a couple years ago, man. They don't they don't fool around. It's that was it's last year. Right? You did that last year. Was it last year? Yeah, it was last year. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Now isn't yeah. isn't Cincinnati only in Ohio by technicality? Isn't it basically Kentucky or something? It's right across the river. So it's in Ohio, but like yeah. I stayed in a hotel that was um on the other side of the river. And so I was technically in Kentucky. Yeah, that's yeah. where I was staying, walking mm-hmm. around. I think that's where there's like a college there or something. I don't know. There's college kids everywhere. Um Yeah. Yeah. It was int- it was an interesting city. But still Despite any critiques, it was eight out of ten. To Brian's point, you know, we get granted access every year, uh, yeah. and I think we make use of it every year, uh, even two times over, three times over. Oh, yeah. I, I think we like use those press passes right up to the line of abusing them. You know what I mean? Like we are sure. we are going in VIP, we're not standing in long lines to get into the convention, and then we are just making our feet sore. Yep. with how much how how much engagement we give it and then bring yeah. it back out here to the show yeah yeah uh, maybe next year will be a little different maybe we'll prep for it a little differently maybe not who knows but um i love keeping the uh the routine going you know keeping the street yeah alive. it was it was just a weird so it was a weird oh. weekend man because like yeah you had your camping trip yeah. uh i had to like normally i would just stay the weekend at your house but then i had to drive home Cause we had baseball and then, Little I, league. yeah. And then I had to drive back down to help my daughter out with something. And that, yeah. So it was just a, it was just like a weird, a weird weekend, like just personally. And then just combining Rose yeah. city with that. It was a, it was a lot. So. Wow. Yeah. It is interesting. Um, so let me ask you this. Cause one of the highlights of these cons I'm, now I'm not particularly like a huge fan of this kind of stuff, but I do enjoy it because people put a ton of work into it. The costumes, Rose City has always been kind of famous for having a great cosplay scene because you have a lot of like yeah. artisans, and then also you just have a lot of like prop makers and stuff that actually reside in Portland. Yeah. And so, like, was there? Did you guys see anything impressive? Uh, I saw a ton of awesome costumes. Stuff. Yeah. 
I think they okay. pull out all the stops, you know, on the Saturday and Sunday. So I think we missed True. a bunch, I'm sure. Yeah. But what yeah. I didn't see, hmm. every other person is a Harley Quinn or a Deadpool. I noticed I that too. I didn't see that. Yeah. Thank Where God. Where are all the Deadpools? Where's the Harley Quinn? Yeah. 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 I think we the, saw more Raven from Teen Titans than yeah. we saw. Oh, I um, know. I got a couple texts like, oh man, I just saw Raven. Just a great costume. Yeah, I'm sure it was. What a costume. I mean, listen, the the amount of detail that went into it was, you know, I was impressed. It was all. Okay. Pro quality. Professional detail. Yeah. I do. And like, in all seriousness, though, I do enjoy, I do enjoy seeing the amount of work that people put into the costumes. It's pretty cool. Yeah, there was a Galactus that was cruising around. Yes. Like a dude on stilts. Yes. Like, that was pretty epic. I saw a photo of it online. Yeah, I saw uh, uh, a Ripley. Someone dressed as Ripley in the in the uh, whatever the mech suit. That was pretty cool. The cargo loader. Oh, yeah, the cargo yeah. loader. Cargo yeah. was that from Aliens? Yeah, yeah from the second yeah. one. Yeah. Oh man, that must be cool looking. Yeah, that was cool. Damn. I have to admit, man, I was actually kind of bummed out uh, not being able to go this year. Like as it got closer to it, there was just so many artists that I knew that were going. I was a little like. Ah, shit, this would have been fun. Yeah. Kind of sounds like it might have been a good year. Because, you know, me, a, a lot of the experience of these cons is not only interacting with fans, but interacting with, like, friends and people I know. So, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. the fact that both of you guys weren't going to be able to be there the whole weekend, I'm kind of glad that I yeah. skipped out now. Yeah. You know? It's a bummer to miss it, but, you know, it's an okay year to skip it, I, I think. Yeah. You know? But let's not take it for granted. There's no promise it'll be here next year, you know? So we, we do what we can. And, yeah. I, and I love these recaps. I love kind of getting to, to cherish the memory of, a, mm-hmm. <laughs> of each year, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys do. You did break my heart, so you didn't buy any comic. No local comic purchases. That's, uh, we were that's there to make money. No, I, hey, I bought, I bought an independent book. I bought two comics from an independent creator, Jackie Kong. I bought her, I bought her horror comic. Uh, so, yeah. I'm looking forward to reading it, man. Looking forward to checking it out. Okay. The thousands of dollars, if not tens of thousands of dollars that I put into buying floppies over the past many years, uh, had to carry me through this con to make zero purchases. You know, I'm all about getting out to nature. I want to hear the birds in the trees, the babbling brook. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I live in the Pacific Northwest. I want to commune with, with mother earth, with Gaia. Okay. I can't be spending wow. this meaningless paper on other paper of people's beautiful art. They're going to sell that. They're going to get that sold. They don't need me. This kind of sounds like a elegant cop out if you ask me, but I'll think sorry. No, <laughs> I got, I got possessed by Bill Walton for a second. I, 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 I transformed. Wow. Sorry. So what, what's going on? What's with, with this? Uh, Cause you didn't ever struck me as like an outdoorsy, like nature guy. Of course you, everyone loves nature, but you know, you going through a little bit of like a reborn redneck phase? You know, we could call it that. Sure. Um, yeah. you know, right. I, nice. I've always tried to not fully lose touch of my Kelso roots. You ne- know? Next year, okay. he's going to have we're, a fat a shoe bit. in looking, looking for a buck. <laughs> Bow and arrow hunting out there like Daryl Dixon, walking dead. Um, I have no idea yeah. who that is, but all right. You didn't ever read The Walking Dead? He wasn't, the in, he wasn't in the didn't comic. Didn't didn't watch. He's made up for the show. I never watched the show. Yeah. Oh, he's show. show only. Yep. 
Jesus, show I know. Damn. I think he's got his own show now, doesn't he? He does. I read. Hmm. I read the first two graphic novels, so what, like the first 12 issues. So I never even got to Michonne. I just assumed he showed up later in the comics. Yeah. But I watched it. Yeah. Sleep. I wrote, it's I read the, uh, Tony Moore stuff. I read the Tony Moore volume and then after, so like the first volume. And then after that, I, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I dipped out, but, yeah, uh, after Moore dropped at six, who was it? Adler. Um, I have no idea. I jumped in. And that's where it really found a lot of success. Um, but to answer your question, you know, I'm only half a country boy. I didn't always love that stuff growing up, trying to be a edgy punk rock kid. But I, I was involved in it one way or the other. There were so many family camping trips and all this. Yeah. yeah. At this point, at this stage of my life, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of finding that I appreciate super dark nights where you can see the sky perfectly. Yeah. You yeah. know? Uh, having to light yeah. a fire to stay warm. Um, you know, hearing nature sounds, birds in the trees. And if you think about it, in our DNA, in our indomitable oh human spirit, spirit. Here we go. Here we go. We we spent 250,000 years out in that. And Pretty so much. in the past couple hundred years, we bring ourselves out of that. And we work really hard to make lives really cushy for ourselves and yeah. And, and darn it, maybe we deserved it as a species. We deserve to feel a little cushy, but yeah. we ought to at least go be reminded of this what guy going full Andrew Tate, going full Andrew Tate on us over here. Yeah, we got, oh, we got no, a. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how he talks, but yeah. he definitely is. He's he, the way you're talking about camping is the way he talks about Bugattis. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Then take it back, Bri. Take it back. <laughs> I, I I won't. <laughs> I don't fuck with that guy, and I barely know anything about him. Same, I don't either. I just, fuck know, Andrew Tate, I, I and just I know, don't that. know anything about him. <laughs> all I think I know is that uh, the kickboxing record is very speculative. That's all. That's Hello, my name is Andrew Tate, and I'm an alpha male. Anyways, wow. and a member oh. of Daft Punk. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It is. yeah we'll go there with that. Uh, I think that's cool, though. I think it's cool. Uh, you should, uh, yeah, man, you should, you should do, do hardcore if you really want to commune with nature. Come sleep up to the frontier. Just sleeping bag. So, yeah, go, go hang out on the Mackenzie River. It's not too far from you. Oh, yeah, down just, in Eugene. Go out yeah, to Central go, Oregon. Go hike the, uh, just go hike the river there. There's a great uh, trail that takes you all the way up to the, uh, what is it, uh, the little lava tubes, the ape caves or whatever hell it's yeah. called. She ape do caves it, is up in Washington, but hell yeah. I do like yeah, the There's some games. lava tubes Talking. down there, too, I believe. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's some sorry, lava I think tubes. What is going Alvin? on? Is that Alvin from the Chipmunks? Yes. How can I help you? Oh, I'm just hopping into the tiger den yeah. for a quick second. Alvin, man, how's it going, dude? Oh, you know, it's going pretty good. I'm about to go on tour again. You guys should, uh, you guys want tickets? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, when are I'm you good. coming through? I'm good. I'm good, man. <laughs> I'd love to see you. I grew up on your records, Alvin. I'm more of a Chip and Dale guy. Wow. Well, first of all, <laughs> fuck Chip and Dale, those little bitches. Second of all, I'll get you backstage passes if you bring the cocaine, because you know how we get down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Dad. 
<laughs> Alvin, I, I know uh, clearly we're crossed the line here. I didn't realize you had such a sailor's mouth. Yeah. But uh, yeah. in that same line of thinking, uh, Tad, I don't think you were so much into Chip and Dale as you're into Chip and Thunder Dale. Thunder for Down Under, baby. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, I wrestled for a long time. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you, uh, let's just say, you know, you uh, broaden your horizons. You uh, you get accepting of different flavors. You know what I mean? Dang right. Alvin, right. thank you for coming into the the Tiger Den here. Let's get you out of here before Tad puts you in a bow tie and has you start doing a strip tease. All right. Thanks, guys. And uh, go fuck yourselves. Wow. That guy is a <laughs> dirtbag. What a derp. Well, you know, no, you figure he's been in the business up and down. For yeah. Decades. You know, I, if I would have known he was coming, I would have like, I got some questions for him. Like, you know, how are the chipmunks? What are they up to these days? Uh, you know, uh, just ask him what, about what was, his It was the Simon. Yeah. What is the brother's name? Simon Oliver Theodore. Is that right? Uh, uh, Alvin Simon Theodore. Yeah. It's just three Alvin, of them. Simon yeah. Theodore. Yeah. Well, and then well. Dave. And then Dave. Is that the that was that their handler? The dude who took advantage their, of them. Yeah. Father. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, this is. Um, I would love to know the, the tell all. When are we going to get the tell all book? You know, Alvin and the Chipmunks, the true story. <laughs> the, be, the behind the music. Yeah. Can we get a thirty for thirty on Alvin and the Chipmunks? <laughs> Do they do sports? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter. They do a thirty for thirty on anything these days. Pretty much. Yeah. Yes. I'm waiting for my 30 for 30. Someday they're going to do a 30 for 30 on Blue Tiger Revenge, and it's going to be epic. I, I, I smell an Emmy. An Emmy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a yeah, Razzie. Definitely. I don't know which one. Best sports doc ever. The Blue Tiger Podcast 30 for 30. That's right. <laughs> Brian Bales. He, he was, a, he was a, a junior Little League baseball coach. That's right. No, oh, that's the, the tie-in right there. Yeah, there exactly. Exactly. All about the world Boy, of. Uh, we're, we're going off the rails here, boys. That's what we do. Yeah. Okay. Man. Let's get back. So, what's going? On? What's new? What is new in the the comic book pop culture bullshit world that you guys are looking forward to? Is there some movies? Is there some com? Please tell me there's some comics dropping soon. Like, I need something. Right. Well, that Cap Wolf will be out soon. Okay. Looking forward to that. Oh. Right. October's nice. right around the corner. Yeah. The season. Well, yeah, it's for a little out. some horror comics. It better be good. Better deliver. That's all I can say. Yeah, better deliver. I'm looking forward. I to mean, it. I suppose there's horror comics year round. Sure. This time of year, we start to see the horror crossovers on your existing favorite books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. That's Is there true. any uh, movies you guys are looking forward to? Any TV shows coming out? Well, uh, there's um, there is uh, the Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh. Scorsese's adaptation. Yeah, the new Scorsese oh, movie. We should talk about Scorsese a little bit. We should. He's been making some headwaves. He yeah. should. I, Dive in because he's got a movie coming, and you know he's you know they're quoting him here, there, shit. and everywhere. Go off, go off, Kings. Well, he recently just came out with saying how like people need to rally and save cinema. And, uh, you know, like by making real movies and people need to he basically was saying that people need to go to the movies and, and make because movies are just all the big blockbusters, all the yeah. just bombing at the box. Up. People just aren't going right. Yeah. They're just like waiting for they're doing the streaming or they're just streaming from home. It's more affordable. It's more convenient, especially if you got kids. Yep. You know, totally understand. Yep. Um, and so he was like saying this and, and kind of was putting the blame on um, comic book movies, the viewers. 
comic book movies and the viewers. Yeah. 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 And I guess my thing about it was just like make good movies, stop producing crap, you know, like yeah. stop, you know, like what, what are you going to say? Cause like they, every time they say it, the cinema's dying, then, you know, some movie will come out that like Barbie that yeah. everybody goes and fucking sees. And they're like, Oh, Loved that was it. actually really great. Yeah. And yeah. it just proves guys like Scorsese wrong like hey maybe like in your last film maybe not cat have the average age of your cast be 75 and you cgi them all to look like they're in their 50s and can still beat people's asses i mean i'm just just yeah. i'm just shooting from no i i thought I'm it just, was funny because he like he he ranted and listen a lot of the stuff i i agree with some of the stuff the that game. he's saying but yeah and and he's 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 getting his name back out there again he does this every time he has yeah. a new movie coming out he bashes on bashes on these movies which you know hey a lot of them suck i'm okay with it bash if you want to bash sure but then but then it's like oh we need to we need to rally against comic book movies go support filmmakers like christopher nolan you know the guy who made a batman fucking trilogy like come on bro like yeah. what what are you talking about like <laughs> however bales an addendum to that might argue that the batman trilogy that christopher nolan made Dog shit. Not the Ant Man trilogy that's come out recently. You know what I mean? It's not. I don't the, disagree. The I, I don't disagree. Spider-Man movies. Nolan made films with, uh, you know, Nolan made his Nolan films that happened to have Batman. I agree. Is how I. I, I don't I disagree. Do I just, I just think it's funny. I just think, I think it's funny. You're gonna pick a guy. Who, yeah, yeah. who who made three Batman movies and then was like an executive producer on a Superman movie. But oh, okay, go off, bud. That is some that is some pot calling the kettle black yeah. uh, behavior right there. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. I, I just I think it's interesting that they that's where they the, the blame is directed though, whenever this discussion comes up. It's the superhero movies and uh viewers, you know, and the reality is is like Man, viewers are only, you know, for every every good superhero movie, there's a few bad ones, right? There's a, a few stinkers. For every good movie that comes out, how many fucking pieces of shit that are yep. giant mm-hmm. waste of money come out that should have never been produced because yep. they're tied into merchandise or they're yep. tied into some, like, producer's ego somewhere that's, like, got a 10-picture deal and they have to make these films and they tell you they're good and they're not. And, like, I don't know, it's just one of those where I'm like, Maybe, you know, maybe Scorsese should just should not say anything. Just shut and who the am fuck I to up. say? Right. Yeah. I've never made a movie. The, yeah, the other thing is like, it's like it, it, it also like in 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 his defense, in his defense, he was probably asked yeah. the question and then answered the question that he was asked. Sure. Oh, sure. You know, and yeah, definitely. further in his defense, he's Martin Scorsese. He can have. Strong definitely about, sure about film and yeah well, you know they teed him up for something like that for sure well dude and even if he wasn't martin scorsese anyone can have an opinion and and say what they want but i guess my point is is like don't sit there and pretend that like just these films are amazing you know what i mean like regular cinema is amazing there's so much garbage there's a reason why like companies like tubi and freebie have these free apps that are just yeah. filled to the gills with movies you've never heard of some of them were in the theaters. A lot of them were, and they were, you know, bombs. Yeah, it's like anything. There's a real short 
memory, I feel, with film, where it's like everyone remembers. Remember that summer that Jaws came out? Yeah, man, they don't make movies like that. Yeah, how many fucking movies came out the same summer of Jaws? Right. A lot. That we don't think about today. Right. No one will ever think of And some of those movies had mega stars, like household names. Like, go look at, like, all the movies Pacino's made. He's made some great films. He's been in great films, but he's made a lot of films that people don't even talk about anymore. Yep. And they don't want to remember. And that's every actor. Yep. There's very few actors and yeah. very few How many How many bad had. movies has Keanu Reeves made? Like, a lot. A lot. Yeah, way more than he has had movies that, like, like are the film of his ge- of that generation. Right. You know? Right. It's like... He's had a few monster hits that people are like, dude, that changed my life. And then there's all the others that we just like, oh, yeah, yeah, Keanu's cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it was just exactly off to the side. I don't know. It's just one of those where it's like maybe the problem is just like in comics. And I'd say that goes in comics, music, everything. Maybe it's just you should just pull back the reins a little bit. Sometimes less is more. You don't need a thousand things coming out. And that's me advocating against my own fucking like employment. You know what I mean? Like, uh, in a sense. Yeah. Cause you know what? Uh, The the flip side of that is cause more is more, not less is more. The more stuff that gets put out, the more likelihood you're going to get a little little diamond in a lot of these rocks, you know? Um, sure. Yeah. You know, and other, other platitudes like a rising tide raises all ships. You know what I mean? But like sometimes, if you're churning out a lot, you have a more likelihood to get good stuff. But at the same time, yeah. if everyone's just telling the same story or they're all spending the same hundred million dollar budget or whatever the fuck ever, then we are just going to get left with what we're left with, which is a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you also get this thing where like, I think a lot of times, especially in film, you see, I think it's the most obvious in film is you you get guys that get known for doing something and then they stay too long. Like this week, what was it last week in the expendables came out? Yeah. We did not need this version of the, what expendables five or whatever four. it is like four. First, Easily I'm gonna f- about, listen, like, I'm going to fight you because we need as many of those movies fine. as they make. Dude, if Megan Fox, if you're going to tell me Megan Fox is an action star, that's fair. And like, yeah, I guess that's the fair. Fight is on because 50, no, I'll accept that. And Megan Fox should not be the driving. Like we went from like prime, like not, no, I'm not going to say prime. I'm going to say beautifully aged action heroes of the eighties that are hearts flutter when we hear their names to 50 cent. Yeah. And uh, Megan Fox is like, Oh, I'll give you that. Action heroes. I'll give you no, that. No, 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 they weren't. No, no, no one wanted I to don't... make this film. It was all done on green screen. It looks like shit. It's terrible. <laughs> Did you see it, Tad? Or this is just no. I'm not going to. I I saw a few clips. That's all I need. That's fair. So the first two. It's such a shame too because because the first two movies, the first two Expendable movies, are some of my favorite action movies. They're so good, so good. Yeah. So there we go. You know the uh, Stallone is the example I would give to Scorsese. Really, man. You want you th- you want more of this? You want more of this? Because like yeah, we got a couple. We got Copland and we got Rocky One. Maybe maybe Rocky Two or Three. I guess you could throw four in there because it's fun. But like name another one that you're and like Rambo. The Rambos I guess were fun. The first okay. three four. You're talking but yourself out of that, your own argument here. Yeah, but how many other movies on top of that has he made? Stop or my mom will shoot, like baby. A, Cobra. Yeah. I like fun. 
don't know if it holds up. Dem- Demolition yeah. Man? Ooh. I don't know what I was going to say. That was, that was fun. Damn it. That was a fun movie. Um, I think the mythos behind the Expendables as a concept was like, hey, let's get all the maybe we're aged out action stars. Yeah, and and have them all take a pay cut and get them in a super team movie of, of bad boys who who maybe have aged out of fuck. The, I'm uh, watching that tonight. Think, you know, whatever mercenary life they're living. I think for some of what them that? it was like a pay bump, man. Yeah, because some of those guys weren't doing much. Yeah. like that right, was right. Right. They're missing. They're missing one guy though. They're missing one guy by the name of Jackie. And he's Chan. the one guy that could save them because you know what his. His star never faded. That's why that's his true. star never faded. That's true. It's just big and bright and epic. In defense of um in defense of Expendables 4, which I haven't seen yet, which I don't plan to see anytime soon, oh. though I'm sure I will when it makes the cable. 50 Cent has done a lot of straight to VOD action movies, you know. Yeah, but he wasn't Megan like he's Fox. not a he's not a big name guy past his prime. Like he was never starring sure, in blockbusters. Sure. I think that's and the. And neither is Megan Fox. However, she's still one of the hottest women in the world. <laughs> so, uh, she that gets a pass in my book. Wow, that's fair. Right. You know, all, all this talk of like Gaia and shit, and then it's like Megan Fox put her in anything. <laughs> hot. <laughs> wow, we went from like evolved to just back to just basic bro. Yeah, like. Yeah. like Look at yeah. you going you know full Tate. You're going full up. Tate on us, Matt. Kelly's a fucking user. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast is bad for you, man. Yeah. Cheeto dust, Cheeto dust, Cheeto dust, Cheeto dust. <laughs> Megan Fox is the actress of our generation. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, there we go. You know what? I'm watching Expendables 1 and 2 tonight. I'm not sleeping. I'm fucking watching them both. Director's cut because they're the better versions. When can I watch Oppenheimer? Never seen it. Oh, yeah. I haven't. You know, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen Barbie. I haven't seen anything that's come out. I want to I want I want to see Barbie. I'm I could I don't really care about Oppenheimer, but I want to see Barbie. I I know you're not a big, big Nolan fan, but y'all need to see Barbie. Yeah, I do want to see it. I'm telling you, I was we were supposed to go. I was supposed to go see with my daughter, but then uh, something else came up and she couldn't go. So uh so we just have, I just haven't seen it yet. Well, I wouldn't mind. Bobby can't both. come to VOD fast enough. Cause I want to watch it right here at home. A three hour and nine minute movie. Yeah. I'm not going to one of those movies uh, best to watch at home when you can take a pee break. Exactly. Yeah. If movie, listen, I, if I, movies I like are going to be, if movies are going to be over three hours long, they need to have a 10 minute yeah. intermission halfway through so we can get up and use the bathroom. Like they did 60 years ago. Yes. Bring it back. And that kind of shit. Bring it back. Yeah, that's right. I'm for it. I'm for it. You know what? I just saved cinema. You're welcome, Scorsese. I just saved cinema. Thank you. We, you know what? Get him on the show. Call him up. Calls people. Get him on the show. Yep. Yep. That's what I'm here for. That's what, what I'm here for. What do you think his nickname is? What do you think his nickname is? Who, Marty? Yeah, you think they call him Marty? Uh, I know they call him Marty. Yeah, I don't. I don't. They know. call him. They call him guy. Party Marty. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I shout out so right now. Shout out <laughs> to Party Marty from Riverside, California, who used to throw punk shows for my bands when we'd tour down south. Old Party Marty'd be there 
with a huge dirty beard. Uh, he was so drunk and fucked up for many, many years, but he eventually got clean and sober and then kept doing shows. Ladies and gentlemen, Hardy Marty. I'm having too much fun with this thing that I just remembered. Party Marty. (laughs) Party Marty. I'm killing killing you tonight with my sound effects, aren't I? Dude. I can't tell if I can't decide whether I love it or I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you well, know right before he hit record, you were like, why aren't we using these sounds more often than the <laughs> Yeah, I opened my big mouth. <laughs> you did. And then Brian's like, every five minutes, he's oh, going to pay. Listen, I want he's you to know I'm, I'm never going back either. I'm I never know. going back. Um, this is my life now. This is his life now. <laughs> I'm scared. Oh my god! I don't, I don't know what's happening. I swear it's like this is the drunkest sober podcast I've ever been on. Uh, <laughs> all right, um, let me give you a couple quick hits. All right, may I? okay, I may. Yeah, yeah. Break Still it down. don't have a PlayStation Five, so playing the new Spider-Man Two game, uh, right. I will not yet be able to do. I might come up and spend the night at Brian's house. So you I should can play it. Yeah, you should. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll get I some know, Baja Blasts from Taco Bell. Uh, it'll be a good time. Yes, sir. I know. We can make well, our own. We can just buy regular Mountain Dew and pour blue Gatorade into it. Done. Then we'll Baja stay. Blast. Then we'll then we'll stay partly hydrated while we drink Mountain Dew. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Um, that might have been my only quick hit. Is that like, I I love the intersection of comics and gaming. Yeah. Because yeah. it lets you be and play the characters that you spent so much time reading and watching in the shows. And I loved the first two Spider-Man games a lot. I thought yep. the immersive world of New York city, yep. uh, the design, the art, the characters, it, it was all really amazing. And then the follow-up, the miles Morales one was sick too. And now it's coming together. Yeah. I am very much looking forward to that. That's going to be a ton of fun. And, uh, now the, the, the developers who were working on, the Spider-Man game, now that that's wrapped up, now they're full-time diving into the Wolverine game that they announced that I'm really excited about. So, oh, I think that yeah. might have been one of the last games I bought was after X2 came out. No, it was... The, they had a Wolverine game. So that was after X-Men Origins. Is it? Like yeah, because it was based 2003? off of... 2003? On the original Xbox? No, it was PS2 or PS2, Xbox, oh, okay. whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they made a they made a Oh yeah, no, they did make an X2 video game, but they also made a uh uh a game based off of the X-Men Origins Wolverine movie. And uh yeah, the and game this was before, the game way better than the movie. Yeah, yeah. Th- this was before. This was um I, I want to say this was like 2003. I think it was like right when I graduated okay. high school, I'm pretty okay. sure. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. I know the game um, you're talking so, about. I remember it being I remember it being awesome. I'm sure if I played it now, I'd be like, wow, this game sucks. Sometimes was like, they blow. Yeah. But at the time, Sometimes I remember thinking suck. it was awesome. And the whole thing was around like, like Weapon X. Like yep. it, it was almost like they just had it come out at the same time as the, like the movie, just, just to say it came out around the same time as the movie. Yep. That industry is so, uh, I, I love the concept of it. I think there's yeah. a lot of issues with the designers and, and developers and, and coders in the game industry not getting paid what they're worth. Um, they hammer them out too really fast. Really, And fast. I think with video game, uh, with comic book video games, 
it, it's always such a weird mixed bag. Sometimes it's an existing game that's been on the shelf and ready to go. And then they yeah. slap a superhero skin on it to, to find yeah. a release. Or they know we need to have a video game for this superhero franchise. So they just shit one out. But what's interesting is good, bad, or otherwise, a lot of times they don't stick around. You can't always keep getting them after their initial release. That's yeah. what you get because it's licensed content. Um, unlike something that was created solely to be a video game, um, you know, you can't get any of those SNES TMNT games on the Nintendo Switch or the Xbox Live Store. You can't wow. get Spider-Man Maximum Carnage you know, on any of the new platforms because of all that licensed content stuff. So it, it, it's a really unique thing. And it almost has that same like aftermarket collector market for it because once it's been put out, that's your only chance to get it. You won't be able to get any duplications of it down the line in right. the future. Yeah. Okay. We've got another thing. Ahsoka, is it worth my time? I Same question. And also... I'm a huge Rosario Dawson fan, and I still haven't started it. Go. I'm going to say yes. Uh, and that's – I loved I, – I think that the um, the Clone Wars animated show or CGI animated show along with Rebels, I think those are two of the best um, uh, Star Wars projects, just period. Uh, they're, they're so well made, well done. Um, and then for being like a car for being like a kid's show, right? Like they dive into some pretty deep, some pretty deep stuff. Um, like just about like war and, um, and, 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 and like polit the politics of war. I think they do a really, really great job of kind of breaking that down. In my opinion, they made, uh, like clone wars in general made the prequels so much better. And I think that that is what, in my in my personal opinion, I think that that's what they're doing. These these live action shows with like Mandalorian and or um, um, you know Boba Fett was okay, um, and now Ahsoka. I think they're 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 doing the build up better to the kind of the sequel trilogy that uh, they didn't necessarily get to do. Um, and I think Ahsoka has been really really well done. Uh, it's essentially like a season five of of Rebels. It brings back a bunch of characters from the show. Um, there's some great cameos that show up, um, and it's it's a really great story. And they're bringing in my main guy Thrawn to live action. Who, you know, it was the Thrawn trilogy as a kid that that made me fall in love with Star Wars. Um, even more so okay. than the movies, those books, th that Thrawn trilogy books really like brought me in as a fan. Like like. Wow. More so like I love the movies and I've always loved the movies, but it was those books that really was like, oh shit, you know, this is this is what Didn't happened. Did we meet after. the writer? Yeah, Timothy Zahn at uh, SummerCon. And yeah, yeah. um That's right. Okay. I mean, in my I, personal I, I opinion. Never knew that, yeah, really? Oh. I mean, that you that you hold them in that higher regard, I did not know. I I do. I think the Thrawn They're the, great. The Thrawn trilogy should have been the sequel, should have been the sequel series. If they knew what the fuck wow, they yeah, were, you yeah, know, yeah. if they knew what the fuck they were doing, you could have aged, you could have changed a couple of things around, aged up the characters like they needed to be. But that should that should have been the sequel trilogy, in my opinion. 
Um, now, granted, they're doing it now kind of because then Dave Filoni, who is getting his movie, he's getting a Star Wars movie to kind of tie all of his projects, Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Ahsoka, all tying them all together into like a big movie, whether who knows how many movies it's going to be, but um, which is awesome. But it also on, on the other side, it also really sucks because you're not going to get to see Luke Han and Leia unless you recast, which by the way, I'm in favor of recasting. You've already got Han Solo. You've already got a young Han Solo. Bring back the dude from Boba Fett who looks just like Mark Hamill. I don't know why they, they did the CGI on him. And then cast Carrie Fisher's daughter as fucking Leia, you cowards, and make it happen. Um, wow. Wow. Shots fired. I don't, I don't even know what you were talking about that whole time, but that's right. There you go. Basically, is a lot of fun. Dad. I think it's a really good show. Plus, they, they had an ep- the episode where they brought Hayden Christensen back as Anakin Skywalker was fucking fantastic. No, it was great, dude. Is that... Is that- is that young? Debatable. Yeah. No, it was great. Yeah. It was great. If you watch it, you, you watch it, you'll see. It was fantastic. They did Clone Wars flashbacks. So let me ask you this. It was awesome. I just might. You've sold me on it. Go now, ahead, Todd. Would you say Ahsoka is better than moving? No, no. No, nothing's better than moving. Moving was the best <laughs> show of 2023 that I've seen so far. Which, by the way. Whoa. Which, by the way. Moving? It's a Hulu K-drama. Think the boys meets um, oh. um, heroes from like the mid two thousand show. Got it. It's yeah, it's yeah. so good. Listen, if there's one like that's what they're doing over there in Korea right now. They're making amazing pop music and they're making some badass TV. That's all, all they do. That's um, all they do. Uh, they're zombies and superheroes and the whole work, huh? It's it's yeah. it's great, dude. Like I want battle royale or nothing. If it's Asian. Cinema. I want battle royale. Put it on deck. Uh, you you get you get okay. the, dude. The action in this movie in that show, it's 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 what you wish the X Men movies would have been. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it's cool. a ten episode. Was twenty it 10 episodes, twenty episodes, episodes. Twenty episodes. Twenty episodes. Season. Yeah. Is good, man. Is good. You liked it, Tad? Okay. I love real it. quick. I, I just had dinner time. with my entire Korean family, and that's we talked about it for like twenty minutes. That's all oh, we talked about because apparently it's like they were just going off. It's the like, biggest. It's, it's, it was the biggest the show over there right now. Yeah, it's huge, massive. Okay, now, um, okay, I, I, I could be convinced, but did I derail for a quick second? I, I mentioned the Japanese uh, kind of indie action movie battle royale and it seemed like maybe y'all had not seen that is that what i just picked up on i don't know I've seen the, bits of it. no i haven't seen it oh it's required viewing boys i think i saw the uh was it the original that they did because it's there have been several iterations i believe late 90s or early aught but yeah that, battle yeah, royale yeah because i remember seeing that because it didn't the first battle royale come out around the same time as like Tokyo Gore Police, and it was like there was that whole like um, gore genre because it's pretty gory, if I recall. Yeah, it. it um, and it's based off a of manga, there, I believe. And then they, was I want to Suicide Club. That look one. At this, just looking up movies on Comcast over there. <laughs> I am. I am. This, um, this yeah, there pretty, was a bunch of gore Japanese movies uh, yeah. that kind of came out in the same same era. 
Um, and Battle I watched Royale. It in college then. I saw it in college. Oh yeah. shit! I haven't seen any of the new stuff. What? A new show is dropping this week. The Boys Gen V. The the boys spinoff of the college kids. Oh, that's that's dropping this week. Do you know week. what it's about? I don't. It's it's about like their their the like the Teen Titans ripoff, like their Teen Titans team that are all in college okay. with uh, with powers. Yeah, yeah, that that drops this you, week. I'm definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing you're watching. I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, I know that. Um, I'm pretty sure Anthony Anthony Starr makes it makes an appearance in it at some point i know that uh jensen eccles uh makes an appearance as soldier boy in the show too so yeah i'm in nice yeah okay all right very cool very cool yeah i don't uh i gotta be honest i've been kind of on lockdown in terms of i watched moving yeah other than that i really haven't watched anything or um i've been doing a little reading but that's been about it Uh, i've been just Trying to get these goddamn projects done. But, uh, you know, that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. That is how it goes. All right. We've been John for a while. We I have. got a few questions because it's Halloween time. Okay. So I just I have some Halloween questions that okay. I want to throw out there. Okay. I just I just want to see I just want to see how you guys respond. Okay. Uh Favorite candy bar for trick or treat? What, what was your go-to that you looked for in the the in the bag to start it off? As a kid or now? Kid. Twix. Okay. Matt. Butterfinger. What the fuck, man? Butterfinger, really? A little dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Bart Simpson. Oh. Nobody better lay a finger on my Butterfinger. Dude. And my mom didn't let me watch The Simpsons. And so it was like this thing of like, oh, but there's a loophole. I can eat the candy of the kid who, you know, you see nice. what I'm saying? Okay. Plus, peanut butter and chocolate is a fucking win no matter what. The Snickers with the True. peanut butter and chocolate caramel, peanut butter and chocolate for days. You know what I was? Well, yeah, well, hit us, hit us. Milky Way, motherfucker. All goddamn Ooh. night. I, I do love yeah. a Milky Way. Milky Way, boy. I do. I would say Still, so. You know what I like now, though? Yeah. Midnight Milky Way is my favorite. That's the dark chocolate yeah. one, right? Yeah, yeah because I'm a man good. before I was a boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then once I became a man, I'm, it was midnight. Time, I'm all baby. about dark chocolate. I like the dark chocolate Kit Kats. I think they're superior. Um, Ooh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. my my second favorite, I like. Don't 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 I, you know? I love Twizzlers and Red Vine. Give me that licorice all day long. I'll fucking eat it up, man. Which one's better? Oof. Yeah, and this don't yeah, don't yeah, Redvine or Twizzlers. This Twizzlers is going to show what generation raised you. Yeah, yeah. I would. I'm always going to go with Redvine all day, every day. Yes. Yeah, yes! my man. But Redvine right. podcast. But I do enjoy the Twizzler. I'm not gonna. Okay. I'm not gonna buy Twizzlers. But I will eat Twizzlers. You'll throw a few back. Yeah, but I'll yeah, throw a okay. few back. Like when okay. when when Max's Halloween bag comes, I'm hunting for I'm hunting for the Twizzlers, man. You know. Uh, okay, but okay. if I'm if I'm going to the store or if I'm going to the movie theater, I'm getting fucking red vines every single time. This is a vine cast. Yeah, this is a vine. Yeah. podcast. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Now we're gonna get into classic movie monsters: Frankenstein or Dracula. I always find that those are the two. It's like, what camp are you? 
You a Dracula guy or you a Frankenstein type of guy? This is this is tough. I was not expecting this. I know. I'm th- it's out of left field. Okay, okay. I'll make it simpler. You a man thing or you a swamp thing type of guy? Swampy, or baby. Whichever. Swampy. Yeah. Swampy. Swamp thing. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't care if it's had like nine failed movies and two failed TV shows. It's a perpetual winner on the comic book page. Swamp thing is sick. Man thing. What? I don't. I don't know. Burns I don't know. at the touch of fear. I don't know, man. I never got it. It had a pretty cool little cameo in that uh, Halloween special that Disney did last year. That, Marvel. Oh, uh, yeah. That that was Werewolf great. by Night. Werewolf by Night. I thought was yeah, fantastic. Yeah. That was great, but it doesn't. You know. It doesn't trump 50 years of Swamp Thing fuckery. No, no. I will agree okay. with that. No, Here's but a, no, Tad, give us. What's yours? Frankenstein oh, or Dracula? Oh, I'm a Frankenstein kid all the yeah, way, man. Uh, yeah. All the yeah. way. Okay. Oh, Frankie, baby. <laughs> I, you know, and I do like I do like some, some Frankenstein's monster, but something about being a, an Eastern European deathless bloodsucker speaks to me. <laughs> For some reason, I don't know. I might be. I can see it. You know what? I can see it. I I would. I would probably have to say I'm a Dracula. I'm a Dracula guy. Over. I love. I I love Frankenstein. uh, Specifically, Frankenstein's monster. Let's let's just throw it out there, like you know. Uh, But uh, yeah, I would have to say Doctor Frankenstein was the monster. It's fair point. Um, Yeah, I, I would have to say because of. Because of my love for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go Dracula. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair. Now, okay. Here's it. Now we're gonna get in the weeds. Okay. This is- well, we've been in the weeds all fucking episodes, so why stop now, dude? Since uh, we're, we started we're the way, weed patch, we're way out in the swamp at this point. Uh, did you buy your costume or did you make it? Well, we all already know, Tad. You made yours. You had. I did. Oh, oh, Mama Galusha. Oh, yeah, Mama, Mama Tiger, sewed yeah. it, hemmed it, and got you looking spiffy as the Wolfman, as the yeah, Lumberjack. Yeah, yeah. What else were you? You're the Little Mermaid. Oh, Captain America. Captain America. Yeah, yeah. My cap costume, dude. It was it was '90s movie quality. It was it was '90s movie quality. It was a dual costume. It was cap in front, Wonder Woman in the back. Very skirty, very sexy. <laughs> well, dude, I thought, you know, you're in Portland. I thought you'd be a little bit more progressive, my man. A little bit more <laughs> no, progressive. I am. I think it's cool. I'm saying it is a good <laughs> Yeah, good save. Good save. Good save. Good save. Of course I. Never go full Tate. All right. Never go full Tate. Yeah, um, shut the fuck up. <laughs> what is that? What is that? What is that? I don't know. Um, I don't know that I, guy. I've never heard of him. Before. I did a I did a combination. <laughs> some of them some of them were yeah. made, some of them were bought. Okay. But True. I also yeah. like yeah. I this also how it went in my house. If if my dad was in charge of Halloween, bought. he was buying the costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If mom yeah. was in charge, we were going all out. Like it was a three month planning process. We we're yeah. making it. Yeah. I also like I quit trick or treating at a at a at a younger age than I think most of my peers, uh, because of how what big age? I, I probably like twelve was probably the last year I trick or treated, maybe eleven. 
Um, same. Yeah, I, bullshit, dude. You were like six feet tall, like nine years exactly. old. Exactly. Like you hit so, puberty so early. Yeah. So people would be like, "You're not fucking young. You're not. We're not giving you candy. Get off my step." Yeah, which is me. Get I'm like, if here. I see a teenager, cool. if I if I see a teenager trick or treating, I'm like, cool. There's worse things that you can be doing. Here's some fucking candy, man. Like, here's a handful of candy. Yeah. Thank that, you. That that ducktails right into the the next question. As well, wait, adult, I need to answer. Oh, may okay, I? May I? May I? Yeah, go for it. Mom was store bought, and Dad was um, helped me make it. So oh. I remember Mom putting me in a TMNT yep. store bought outfit and a Dracula with the little plastic fangs and the cape. Nice. But a vivid, vivid memory of my life is my dad ripping up some jeans, jean shorts, and kind of tearing uh, at the a flannel shirt. And then painting my face really well to be Wolfman. I was the yeah. Wolf Boy. I was so stoked to have ripped out of my clothes, and now I'm Wolf Boy, like terrorizing the streets of Longview. That's a vivid Halloween memory. And Dad and I like put that costume together. Other than the makeup, it was just Goodwill clothes that we like modified that I'm, you know, wolfing out of. Yeah, yeah. When I was Wolfman or Wolf Boy, I guess um, that was the only time my parents double teamed the costume. It was a yeah. uh, consorted effort, and then they used super glue to glue. They didn't paint my face; they just glued hair to my face. Oh, nice! Yeah. And um, which was awesome until that night. That's crazy. I had makeup. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, no. Like they glued fur all around, so it looked like fur was gro- hair was growing out. And wait, and bought some kit. Hold on, super glue. Yeah, because we ran out of the glue that it came with. So my parents were like, come oh, off? Super- I mean, no, they had to tear it off in a. <laughs> The pictures, though, I have pictures. I'll send them to you guys. So I have them on my computer somewhere. Dude, it is by far, that was the best throw, costume. Hey, throw them up on the sub stack. Let the Cubs see them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's do okay, that. Okay, so here's my next question then. As adults, as grown men, adult contributing to the, the next generation, fun size or king size candy that you hand out? Fun size. I can't be spending king size bar money on these piece of shit kids. They're they lucky. <laughs> they're lucky. I leave the light on and they get anything at all. You're giving them. Uh, you're giving them candy canes from last uh, last Christmas, aren't you? That's last Christmas is candy canes. Yeah. Is what nice. Get. Nice. I. You know. And when I, I run out, I'm just gonna like give them the fruit that's almost expired. Perfect. You know? Perfect. So I'm doing something different this year. I'm going to have fun. I usually do fun size because we don't get enough trick or treaters. Um, And then I'm always out trick or treating too. I'm taking Max out. You know, we're going out doing our thing. Um, Not only am I having candy, I've got a box of comics that I'm going to set out and say, (laughs) take comics kids. That's That's a great gift. Can I just say for a split second? Thought you were gonna say box of condoms, and I was like, "What the too. fuck? Where wow. is he going? What? Wow! Where is he going with this box of comics? He's going the right place with the this. right place with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, if yeah, I had more teenagers, I might. Town? Yeah, if I had more teenagers coming, I might do that. But yeah, no. Happy Halloween, kid. Take some rubbers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Take as many as you need. Yeah. Be safe. Be healthy. Exactly. Uh, we. Uh, this famous is famous on the or this house is famous on the block. Oh, I know because uh, yeah, we that's, that's uh, the king size house. King size house. Kids are coming. They don't even need costumes. I've got kids that are way too old, and they're still like, "Oh, hey, you guys still doing it?" 
Yeah. You, you hook him Halloween, up though, right? Uh, I know it's like, what's up? You still hook him up though, right? Oh, of course. Every Good. time. Good. Every time. Oh, yeah. You know what? Speaking of that, in Rose City, there was a um. Oh yeah. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas character that that guy in the beanbag, uh, you know, looking Oogie boogie, guy. man. Oogie, Oogie boogie, boogie. Yes, he was walking around with a jack o' lantern filled with skittles, and I just walked up and I go, "Hey, trick or treat!" And he gave me and Bale skittles. Yep. Oh, that's yep. cool. And he said, "Happy wow. Halloween." It was pretty awesome. And he said, "He said Happy Halloween," and then I was a dick. And I was like, "Well, it's September, but uh, thanks <laughs> for the skittles anyway." <laughs> wow! 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 Okay. Here's the last question. Okay. Now there's two type of trick or treaters and we all know the kids. We all had one in our group that did it. When you go up to a house and there was a big, big bucket of candy I left on the doorstep because like, Hey, sorry, we're not here. Please take one. Sharing is caring. Happy Halloween. Were you the kid that followed the rules or were you the kid that was like, yeah, fuck this shit and dump it into your bag. I was a rule follower. That. I'm too honest. I was a rule follower. I couldn't same dump here. the bowl yeah. in my bag. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I did the same thing. And I always trick or treat every year with my na- the neighbor kid. He'd always come over and he was the opposite. And I would always yeah. get so bent out of shape. Like, you can't do that, man. What about other people? And he'd be like, no, man. Like, it's a war zone. It's a war zone out there. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Who was that anyway? Is that big red wrecker? You know, little red wrecker? Listen, Who was per, that? First of you all, know what? I bet I bet you he would have done that. I, I bet he goes out well, and yeah. still does that. Let's be honest. And his fucking <laughs> he does that as, as <laughs> you yeah. know he does. He just drives around looking for bowls of candy on porches, just goes up and grabs them, dumps Dude, them. They probably like they probably go like, Oh wow, that's the best heavy metal costume I've ever seen. You know, they think he's like the clown or something from heavy metal. Remember that video game? <laughs> yeah. Twisted metal, twisted metal. Oh yeah, twisted, twisted metal. metal. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. Yes, metal. yeah, he's the twisted metal. Sweet guy. tooth. Sweet tooth. <laughs> um I just look at us though. I'm proud of the three of us for not ruining the next people in lines Halloween and just taking our one fun size piece. Okay, and this I'll leave you guys. This will be the last Halloween costume, and then we can move on to comics. Because last Halloween costume, Ethan, or uh, not costume, but uh, last Halloween question. Uh, what were your? Give me your top three costumes. Top three. Top three. Like, all for always remember these costumes because they were just epic. I don't. I don't have a man. We like. I couldn't tell you. Okay. Not even Let me, I'll, I'll kick it off. You you think on it. You think on it. I'm gonna get at least one, man. So in recent history, uh, Remy and I hit the town as Mulder and Scully. She Ooh. got like a, a short red haired wig and put on a, a suit. I put yeah. on a suit. You know, did my best. I have uh, more David questions that that aren't related to the podcast FBI. about this, but we'll continue. Oh, I'm sure you do. You. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you guys dirty birdie? Did you guys fulfill every fan's like fan fiction dream? We fulfilled the prophecy. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's just say there was more than one cigarette smoking man that <laughs> And that's a joke about having a cigarette after sex with your wife. <sighs> um I figured that, that was one a good out. one. Boulder and Scully. Wow. Um uh, I mean, I think I already mentioned the other two. I don't remember this Halloween, but the photo of it of me in a little turtle costume just warms my heart to see. And um, 
Yeah, that might might been. Oh, you know what? One time in high school, this was awful. Uh, I was Sid Vicious, the bassist from the Sex Pistols. Yeah, yeah, not the WWF wrestler, but the bassist. You should have been the WWF wrestler. I know. Yeah, Psycho Sid, baby. (laughs) I did spiked hair and a white tank top, and I poured a bunch of um, ketchup. So I just smelled like vinegar and tomatoes all night to be like a dead Sid Vicious. It was an awful costume, but it's uh, it's ranked up there because I remember okay. it. But the best of all time, of course, was Wolf Boy terrorizing Ohio Street in Longview, Washington. Nice. Yeah. Let me think. Give I had one bales. I had no, a, 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 a okay. I have two. I have two in there, and they go hand in hand together. One year, I had you remember the old uh, pajama costumes. I, oh, sure. I, I had a Batman one that I did one year for Halloween and I wore just wore the shit out of it all year. That's scary. Um, you probably look like I a am the bat. Yeah. I'm Batman. Give me candy. Dude, it's fucking July. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Get off my, <laughs> off my <set. laughs> and okay, then Hank, And then one year, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> it fell out. Okay. <laughs> Cubs. I was waiting for I was waiting for an opportunity to send Tad flying out of his studio oh, chair. It doesn't happen very I often. That was gonna be the one. Oh, oh, that was great. And then, oh, it makes me so happy. That's great. One year I had a, a a clip-on tie, and this was the only thing. I had a button-up, like a collar shirt, and I just put a clip-on tie and said I was Commissioner Gordon. That was it. Gosh. Yeah. Wow. This man loves. Batman. That's right. This man loves Gotham. This man. Well, I don't love Gotham. The show. Gordon. Fuck that show. Um. Anyway. No, he didn't love Gotham. The show. No. Hasn't seen the Joker movie, but nope. Nope. everything else. I listen. I won't. I won't see it. But continue. Highly watchable. I don't know nah, why. You would. Debatable. So my my I, my top costumes were, and these were all made by my mom, which I gotta give props to, old Janie. Uh, the Wolf Boy was by far the best. Her and my dad, double team. Then the second year following that, she went way like just took it to another stratosphere, and she made a Captain America costume, like the boots with the. Like, oh, the boots girl, were the boots were like, legit. She, yeah, yeah. She made the boots using old rubber, like little rubber boots, like rain boots, and then like stitched like felt in them. So they had that weird whatever that thing was, you know, like the pirate boot style and painted them. Red. Yeah, the, the buck, the swashbuckling boot and, and yeah, glove look. Strange. And then I had like gloves. She used old garden gloves that she like dyed red. So I had those things that like they were so stiff. It was like wearing boxing gloves that you could like barely <laughs> bend the fingers. Um, but yeah, like the whole like the whole shebang. Um, and then like, I, I used to wear it as pajamas all the time. Cause it was just, she used, um, like just like regular cotton. So it was like a cotton sweatshirt and cotton sweats, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was awesome. You think we should have saved this for an, th- for a Halloween episode? Just throwing that out there, but no, all right, it's oh, fine. Man. Plus you I'm put them out so late. It's going to be fucking Halloween by the time yeah. this airs. That's true. No, this is coming out this week. Yeah. We'll get it out this week. I'm playing. I'm playing. Um, and then my last, my, my top one, and I only give it. The number one spot because the amount of work they had to go into it, which is the most impressive. My mom, all like just fabric, she made a creature from the Black Lagoon bodysuit. Like the only thing we bought was like the 
mask thing, but she made the, and the only reference she had was we rented the movie from the grocery store and she just kind of like looked at it like the box, you know, the VHS box and was like, yeah, okay. He's got like layers. I think I can do that. And she made, and she made like gloves with webbing on the fingers and knocked it out. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if people will think that it looks like creature from the black lagoon, but hands down, like the amount of work that went into it with like the zipper hidden and it had like the big frill on the back. It was insane. Incredible. It was incredible. Yeah. My, I can't wait to go to the Blue what? Tiger Substack and and look at this when you get it uploaded later. Like that'll be killer. I don't. You know what's sad? I don't know if I even have a picture of it. We're gonna scour the old boxes. We're gonna find I'll it. Look. I'll find it. I'll find. Those it. Those are three really good ones. And if yeah. I can't, there's a couple quick hits. I know I keep saying quick hits, but they're not. We, we are off the rails. Um, you are a man of your own heart. You like what you like, and what you like is monsters, and you like yeah, the universal cool. monsters. Dude. I want to get my company, you know, Comcast, NBC, Universal, to, to sponsor our you. show. I think you need to work on these properties. Yeah, I've been saying that for years. I, I don't know whose email I need to blow up, but like, we got to get you on board at Universal. Dude, there's going to be a CEO somewhere that's like, his email's got to gonna- be attached. I'm going to find him on Microsoft Teams and just IM and spam him to death. Hey, I got a guy. Do you care this about guy. monsters? He does. <laughs> this guy's going to change your life. Yeah. 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 I'm in. Um, so, and some context, Big Bry yeah. and uh, listening Tiger Cubs. And Tad, yeah. please correct me if I'm wrong here. But you fell out. You fell off your chair because I referenced Hank Venture. And for those who don't know. One of the Venture Brothers, Hank, spent about a season and a half wearing a plastic Batman mask and just yeah. muttering to himself, I am the bat. That's what got <laughs> you, right? Yeah, he, he he wore the old like uh, 60s Batman costume right. that you could order out of like a back of a comic book or something. Back like of that. a comic book. He's basically yeah. the um, Adam West Batman. Yeah. And that joke stays throughout m- many of the remaining seasons. And... It's even the in the movie. I haven't seen it, but I, I it's in the movie. That was what I was going to ask you next. Yeah. So here's my real question. Why haven't you seen Radiant is the Blood of the Baboon Heart? Because I've already watched it <laughs> twice. I keep forgetting that it even exists. There's been no promotion for it, no nothing. Uh, Get on VOD to... tonight. I'll send you 20 bucks. I, it, dude, it's 20 bucks to watch. <laughs> He's like, fuck no, no I'm not doing it. <laughs> no, you know what? I take that back. It's on HBO Max for F-R-E-E free. Oh, on Max. perfect. Perfect. I'm and on, I'm in. Bale, you should watch it. You don't have to have seen the series to get no, it. No, that's good because I've never seen it. So, To your point, right, about Ahsoka. Like, maybe it's better if we've seen Rebels and Clone yeah. Wars. I don't have hours to spare. Yeah. But um, we'll still enjoy it if we haven't seen that, right? Correct. I'll give Ahsoka a try. I'm, I'm good for at least the pilot. I always watch the first one. Yep. Beyond that, no promises. But if you've got 90 minutes to spare, and I bet you do, the Venture Brothers movie, Radiant is the Blood of the Baboon Heart on Max. You've got to watch what a, it. What a tonight. name. Great name. What a name. And then for when you find out why it's named that, it's even fucking cooler. God, Brock Sampson is like all that I want to be in this world. That's Ted, it. You you and I are of a unique mind. Like We are the Venture Brothers appreciators who go, 
Yeah, I, I was Brock Samson in another life. That's me. I, I was late to when I came to the Kubert school, like season yeah. one had been out and like people were just roasting me because I'd never even heard of it. And yeah. uh yeah, man. So that got me on the train. All right. It's getting late, man. It is. Let's it is get into what everybody's reading real quick. Bryce Faden, you know, he missed the conclusion of uh, they the lost. baseball fights. Fuckers. Way to go. I know. Way to the go. hated Houston Astros. So, the, hey, you know what? That's where Big Red is right now. Houston. That's because he digging, sucks. I was going to ask. In deep. I haven't heard much about him recently. So when I referenced him earlier, I was like, oh, I hope they're not beefing. I haven't heard a reference. Oh, oh, oh we're beefing. We're beefing. <laughs> Dude, he is the beef. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I, that's my Dad, thing with Big Red. I'm right always now? beefing with him. You're the guest. You go first. Yep. What do you read? I go first. Yep. Yeah, you're okay. the guest. Um, I just got done summoning through uh, the Inferno crossovers. Um, so that big X-Men event from the early 90s. I want to say 90 or 91. Actually, that, that could be wrong. Could be 80s. X-Men and demons come up in New York, and New York ends up being like a haunted, possessed city. Um, Marvel did a lot of crossovers for that, and they did a hardback of the crossovers. And really what I was just making sure I read every page of and looked at the art and read the words were those Dave Michelini, Todd McFarlane, Amazing Spider-Man crossovers Okay, with those three iconic covers, the Lizard, Mysterio the goblin. Um, so that was really cool to take a, a peek back into, you know, um, that McFarlane era Spider-Man for a cool Marvel crossover event. I've got that on our back and, and that was sweet. Also for literature, I'm reading Michelle Zahner's crying in H Mart. Uh, Tad, have you heard of this? No. Brian, have you heard of it? Negative. Okay. Michelle Zahner is the singer of a pop band called Japanese Breakfast, uh, but don't let the name fool you. She's from a South Korean family. Um, her mom married an American, and they relocated to Eugene, Oregon, um, where she was raised, born and raised. And she's in a, in a really successful kind of indie rock pop band. And this book is a memoir about her mom getting cancer and passing away. But all the um, all the food and bonding, all the Korean food dishes are very central to the story. But all okay. the bonding that they had when she moved home to Eugene to be there with her mom in her in her final days, it's an amazing book of memoirs uh, that my wife Remy recommended to me, and I'm I'm so glad I started it because it's a page turner. I'm I'm blowing right through. I can imagine Doctor Wife would would finish it in an afternoon. Yeah, probably. Honestly, yeah, probably. and I highly recommend it. I think y'all would enjoy it. All right. All right. Okay. Um, Wait a second. And then I'm, when did you guys get married? Well, when did we? Uh, th there's no, you know, there's jewelry. She's yeah. got a rock. I've got a band. But the law has not been involved. You know, oh. we've, we've not invoked the Lord or the law in this <laughs> union. But we okay. rock the jewels. Okay, nice. I'm, I'm, for the Cubs, I'm showing a little white gold ring here. It's nice. It's a little oh. bling. Um, so X-Men, uh, Spider-Man crossovers. <laughs> you know, that's Maddie K. Speed. Love it. Crying okay. in H-Mar by Michelle Zahner. I highly recommend it. Okay. And then I'm audiobooking um, A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms 
So that's George R. R. Martin's little novellas that he writes that take place like a hundred years before the events of a Game of Thrones. Hmm. Uh, yeah, about a prince way far down in the line of succession who is the squire to just a, a rough and tumble seven foot tall hedge knight. And it's nice. it's it, these are really cool little novellas. Um, whether you read them or audiobook them or read the graphic novels of them, which do exist. I've got signed copies of the graphic novels that I would very much love to recommend. If you're, you know, if you're, you've got a little game of Thrones itch, if you got the itch, yeah, you know, they haven't put out a new season in a while and you want to get a little taste, the dunk and egg stories, they call them, or a night of the seven kingdoms is, is a great little series. And there's, there's supposed to be more coming. Nice. Nice. All right. All right. Bry, what do you got? Yes. So I have been just churning through. I read the first volume a while back and I wanted to, I wanted to kind of catch up on it. Uh, cause I fell, I fell behind. Um, cause you know, I like to read, I like to read in bed. And, uh, so I've been, I picked up what, why are you, why are you laughing? You, I just, I just pictured it as like this elaborate process, you know, yeah, yeah. you like got candles lit, you're in this bed and you, you know, there's like the temperature is just right. Like mood lighting mm-hmm, everything. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, it's this very intimate setting. And I, you're like, it's time for me to read. First of my all, comics. first of all, I feel like you have spy you cameras slip. in my, in my room. Cause that's exactly, you described it to yeah. a T. That's exactly what it's you're like. You're like, Nikki, did you- Nikki, this is very private. You need to leave. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be in my quarters. <laughs> Do not disturb me. <laughs> Do not disturb the bearded uh, one. Uh so so I've been reading uh, uh an image book called Radiant Black. Oh, how is that? It's really fucking good. Really good. It's really? it's like a it's just, you know, it's an image superhero book. Um and it's like these people get these mini black holes land on earth. And if you touch it, a robot connects with you and it says, welcome to existence. You're connected to us for the rest of your life. And like you have each, there's like five of them. It's kind of like they kind of rip. There's a couple of Power Ranger jokes in there too. Because uh, each one of them has kind of a different power and they're different colors. So radiant black. Uh, which is the main the main series, the main character. Uh, like he has like black hole powers with gravity and things like that. Um, but it's by uh, uh, created by Kyle Higgins and Mar- is it Marcello or Mar- Marcello uh, Costa? Uh, so they're the main writer and artist. And but they've also they've got like a huge amount of people co writers: Alex Siegel, Joe Clark. Lawrence Holmes, guest artists. I mean, they go, the list goes down. There's a ton of different creators working on this book. Uh, I think I'm on volume four right now reading it. Um, it came out a couple, it came out originally a couple years ago. I think my favorite, my favorite piece of it was um, uh, Ray, the guy, the, the, the guy who becomes radiant black. He's kind of like a, that dude who slacked off in high school and uh He's kind of a douchey. He's kind of a douchebag and then gets these powers and like he's trying to figure his way around the world and and how he can do good in it. Uh, But he somebody starts to make a fan film of his uh, of him and he gets pissed off about it because they're you know, they're not going to get anything right. So like he flies the set 
and just starts to bag on them for uh, for making a fan film about him without consulting him. And then <laughs> and then they guessed Will Friedel, who, you know, from Boy Meets World, also the voice of uh, Terry McGinnis, Batman Beyond. He's like, wait a second. Will Friedel, you got you got Batman Beyond to play me. OK, I'm cool with that. Uh, it was pretty it was pretty funny. That was that was a, that was a highlight for me. I really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a ton of fun to read. It's a quick read, um, which I enjoy, especially at night. I can just churn, I can churn through it and, and just get the story on, get the story through while I go to bed. And, uh, yeah, I think the art is really good. Uh, Markello, was it Marcelo? I don't know if it's Markello, Marcello, Mar- Marcello, 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 yeah, yeah Marcello Costa. Also, I think he pronounces it Fredell, Will Fredell. I think well, I, you know what but I've heard it both ways. Um, so anyways, yeah, it, it's, it's a fun read. It's a fun read. Yeah. I definitely recommend it's something I can recommend to anybody, whether you are a superhero guy, you're not a superhero guy. There's a ton of great, there's a ton of great themes in it. Like, uh, the, uh, the pink or the red radiant is, uh, this gal who her husband at the time uh, he has a, like a really bad gambling debt. And so she gets this power okay. and just says, I'm just going to fucking rob a bank and pay off your debt. Um, so that's pretty, that's it's, it's pretty cool. All the, all of the different, one of them like is like, he's not a time traveler, but he can see ahead a certain amount of time of what's going to happen. Um, yeah, it's pretty fun. It's a, it's a fun book and it like introduces like this whole different piece of existence where like it's like the sentient robot and they're trying to figure out what it all means like why do they have the power um yeah it's it's fun definitely recommend definitely recommend checking it out i think it's uh it's more of a like there's it's it's more of an adult book but uh i I think anybody like teenage years or older could dive into it and really enjoy it okay and now i want to see a cartoon of it are you doing this yeah are you doing it on tablet? I am. I am doing this one on tablet. Yeah, I've got it. I've got some Comixology still, or what do you got? Yeah, I'm still using Comixology, even though I hate the app with a passion. But I mean, using the Kindle, using the Kindle store to be able to buy to be able to buy the digital books is is great, especially at night when sure you know I like I don't like to have a light on, so it bothers it yeah. bothers the queen no. of beards when I've got a light on trying to read. Um, so I can well, just I use mean, my I, iPad. I, mean, I can't believe you even let her in the room, but okay. Well, whatever. you know, I've tried to kick her out. Yo, in this house, well, first of all, that would never fly. Nikki wouldn't have that. The queen would be would be busting your chops. Yeah. Um, the light from the tablet wouldn't even fly in this house. I can't read in bed if the missus is trying to sleep. Mrs. Holiday is very particular if i want to read i'm coming into the office i'm coming in here (laughs) i will say like the good thing i like about reading on uh reading on the ipad like if i'm reading like just an actual uh novel on it it's got the night mode where the screen is black and the letters are white i like that that makes it very makes it very easy but yeah it's it's just i don't know man uh i'm i am all for actual like floppy comic books and you know uh paper physical copies of it but uh there's something to be said man about just the ease of being able to pick it up on my tablet and you know read it anytime i want to so 
I like both. I think you can be, I think it's okay. And it's okay to be a fan of both. God damn it. So yeah, yeah, of course you're here, Tad. What, uh, what are you reading? Okay. Well, since we talked about this in an episode that will not be released because (laughs) it was just a filler. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I read Death Transit Tanager. Oh yeah, which was a a Kickstarter that Brian and I backed. Yes, and uh, it's by uh, a guy named uh, Carl Kershaw. Yep, out of uh, I think he's out of Canada, I Toronto. Think, I think Anyways, you're right. Yeah, uh, you know he's done a bunch of stuff for DC. Uh, he's got a, a really successful web comic. Um, anyways, uh, and that is a web comic yeah, as well. So back- What's, that's yeah, a, this that's, is webcom. Yeah. You can read it for free on his on his website. Um, I, what was most impressive was like the book is good. Yep. Um, it's kind of like a I guess you could say like it's very Metroid ish. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yep. Um, and uh, the arts. I mean, the dude's a great artist. Yeah, he he's a stud. Of, you know. He, yeah, he does a ton of like DC work. But what's most impressive was the Kickstarter package. Give you like a sketchbook and like you know the, the Kickstarter campaign did really the, well. the Kickstarter package makes it it just levels the whole um, the whole book yeah. up a notch yeah 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 we're like normally I don't know if I if it was just the book by itself I don't know if I would do the sequel I don't even know if there's going to be a sequel but uh, I think I'm going to when he does a I another agree. one I yeah, think I'm going to back too. it. And it came, yeah, it, it was, it came out it in a timely manner. Let's throw that out there too. Yes, unlike some of his cohorts, uh, it came out really quick and it was very impressive. And yeah, just you know, that's the thing. If you're going to do a Kickstarter, I think you're a fool if you do it while you're in like the book doesn't even exist, unless you are a proven commodity. Right. If you're not a proven commodity, probably should wait till your product is done if you can do it i mean you know god at least have some kind of proof of concept a rough draft or something you have to have something other than just like hey here's my idea anyways something tangible yeah, yeah the campaign the the package was just great it just had like i don't need any of those extras i never want them but just the overall packaging i it's the only time i've actually saved it's true the whole entire kickstarter yeah, package same just same. because I was like, oh, this is a great, like, I'm going to seal this away. I'll put it in one of my bins years from now. Forget about it, bring it out and be like, oh, yeah, this was fucking awesome. I forgot. Um, but, yeah, so, like, it's it's a sci-fi. Again, like, it's very Metroid. There's yep. a whole sequence where she's fighting, like, she's fighting, like, giant, like, uh, centipedes, like, space centipedes. It's very cool. Um, but it's just a fun, oh. like, sci-fi action thing. It, so is it a gal in a mech suit? Yeah, yeah. like, it is Talk very, about very Metroid. Metroid. Right, okay. Yeah, like even the design of the suit is very Metroid-ish. It does have a really interesting story yep. where she like it kind of hints at why she's in this position with this. The first half is action. The second half is kind of like a flashback to her origins. Um, but I think we're going to have to wait and see till the second and third issues to actually get like what's going on. But they planted enough seeds. I'm actually really looking forward to see what they end up doing. Um, and then the second sequence or second bleh, book I read was I read the series uh, by George Pratt called uh, is Wolverine Netsuk. It was a series that came out, I think it was like early 2000s. And George Pratt, he's like a painter by trade. So it's like all anyways, it's Wolverine is 
being summoned to by the ghost of Mariko to her family home in uh, Japan. And he goes there and is basically like he's almost like haunted by her. But he's he he somehow travels like it's very existential. He wakes up uh, in the past in feudal Japan. And so it's Wolverine as like a young uh, like samurai who survived the massive battle and now he's going through and it has to deal with like uh, the basically karma like the karma of your past like the the souls that you you know that you take and also like the impact that you have in positive ways and mm-hmm. other people's lives and like hanging on to grief and all that kind of stuff so like it ends with him spoiler like him and Marika like him finally like letting go of his dead wife who died in like what the eighties? I think that's when they did that whole. Was that eighties, early nineties? Yeah, they did that 80s. whole thing. Anyways, sure. the whole yeah, thing's yeah. painted. If you like samurai epics and like like Japanese ghost stories, it's really really fucking cool. I mean, I didn't like the story was okay. The art was so. Who amazing. who did the art again? Just, Can you tell me one more? Tell us one more time. Guy named his name's George Pratt. He doesn't do a ton of comic stuff anymore. He briefly taught at the Kubert School before I was out there, early two thousands. Um, and then I think he teaches at SVA, so School of Visual Arts in um, in New York. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's still there, but I'm pretty sure he's still out there. Uh, anyways, yeah, he's this amazing painter. I think you can even still see some of his originals he's selling on his website. You can get sketches and drawings and stuff like that. But it's just really different for Marvel. Like I can show you like some of the like the covers and stuff, where it's just you know, yeah, way different than what they typically do. I know, Bri, you're like really into uh, like some of the samurai stuff right now. Um, what's that? What's that video game you're playing? Oh, Ghost of but, Tsushima, like, that's man. Inside, yeah, yeah. Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, yeah that's A what great the inside. Game. That's what the inside panels look like. They're that's like, awesome. Like, all painted. Yeah, it's really cool, and it's never really been collected. So I had to track down the individual issues. It was really strange. Um, I don't know why. I don't think it probably maybe it wasn't very popular. It's really out there for a Marvel book. It's especially Wolverine. Like yeah. it's but oh man, I, I thought it was great. And I think then, that's, uh, that's one of the cool things re- about Wolverine though, though, because he's so he's like an ageless character. So yeah. you can really put him anywhere in history and and tell that kind of yeah. story that you want to tell. And I feel like he's the one of the only characters at Marvel where they'll take these risks and do these weird little mini story, like yeah. mini series with him. That'll be like for because I've been looking for mini series from Marvel and like there's not a lot of them that are. Most of them are like set up like oh this is gonna be continuing and then they just kind of fade out. Yeah. But there's not a ton. Wolverine's one of the only characters that's got a lot of like, just it's a four issue series or five issue series and he's doing this you know. Um, but uh, yeah, and then the last thing I'm reading is um, I'm revisiting just for doing some research the Tyrannosaur Chronicles by David Hone. Oh, nice. um, yeah, just getting a little getting my science on. I gotta, I gotta just I'm getting ready to jump on a big project here this winter, mm-hmm. and so uh, gee, I wonder what. I don't know. I, I know what it is. Oh, wait. <laughs> but the Kickstarter on it. The Kickstarter's launching on the third. Yep. What? That October. Just a few days from now. Who would have thought? But that's yeah, that's when this hey, this issue could be out that same day. Who knows? Who knows? All right. Uh, 
we got anything else or we want dude i feel like we're all getting washed here like yeah let me let me take us getting let me take us home (laughs) yeah take us home get us out of here all right tiger cubs thanks for tuning into a wonderful episode of blue tiger revenge today uh just want to remember you all uh when you are cruising that late night internet looking for that fresh fresh frothy tiger milk just head on over to blue tiger revenge.substack.com that is the home of blue tiger revenge and operation blue everything that we do you can find there for free and also if you subscribe to that website all you got to do put in your email address it's free and we will send you an update every time we post something new ladies and gentlemen that is how you do it also now that I'm now that I'm back, the megaphone uh, I got I had to put I had to put it away. I was getting too hyped up. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at Blue Tiger Revenge. Uh, that's another spot where we occasionally post the things that we're doing on there. Uh, finally, a uh, huge shout out to Rose City Comic Con for the uh, for the press passes. Uh, we had a blast, and then uh, you know, Maddie Kay coming in on the show. Man, thanks for coming. Happy to happy to join always love to go out into the jungle wilderness and find my way into the tiger den absolutely oh my gosh somebody's coming in all right everybody tad if that's all that we have do you have anything else to add Thanks, Alvin. Actually, I do. I got two things. Two things for the Tiger Cubs. If you happen to be in the great city of Boise, Idaho, this coming weekend, go and check out. It's free to the public because it's sponsored by the Public Boise Library. But uh, is BCAF, the Boise Arts and Comics Festival. And come meet me, Alvin. No, but... (laughs) Uh, there's going to be, uh, there's a limited printing of a new book that I've got coming out. Uh, Kaiju Libre number two. Uh, so Ooh. go check it out. And then, uh, the, hey, also the up- yes. For those of us who can't go to the Boise comic con, uh, to get mm-hmm. Kaiju Libre volume two, where could I get Kaiju it Libre be, one and two? It will be online for sale in a limited capacity. So get them while they're hot. At arcwelderstudios.com. We'll have a link in the notes. And then second, and this is a big, big thing, but uh, I haven't really talked about it too much, but I will be doing the comic series for Cyberzoic, which is a uh, spinoff of uh, the massively popular, gigantic Kickstarter um series uh beasts of the mesozoic best dinosaur uh, toys a, in the game hands down the best their model quality uh anyways uh the kickstarter is launching october 3rd there will also be a link in the notes so get ready to i guess pre-order some really cool shit um i'd sit there and tell you about the se- the comic series that's gonna accompany the figures but just go and click the link and check it out. That, and that's it. That's all I got. All right. Uh, oh, oh, coming in hot. Uh, Alvin, what time is it? Hit the music, Again? bitches.